Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 355. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Squarespace, Indeed, and ExpressVPN. My name is Stephen Hackett, and I'm joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello. What's up? Nothing. How are you? I'm good. We're also joined by Federico Vitici. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hello. We're all here. Yes, we are. Let's just get into it. Okay. Let's just let's just get into it. So last week we were talking about the possibility of an iPhone getting an Apple Watch like LTPO display. And we wondered if that could mean an always on display. I think something that we all want. Well, uh Mark Gurman heard that and went out and reported that yes, it is yep. uh looking like the iPhone 13 will or at least the 13 Pro probably will include an always-on display. Tip-tech meme. I mean, this article is like three days old, so I think they probably... We should have tip-tech meme last week. Three days ago. When we were talking about this. In my mind, this is very similar to how Android does it, where you get the time and maybe some notification stuff. Like, this isn't going to be your wallpaper all the time, right? It's going to be some sort of... You could put complications, Apple Watch complications. That'd be awesome. Why not? Why not? Little bits of info. I get like a little carrot weather thing. Sometimes they update, sometimes they don't. <laughs> sometimes maybe not, sometimes maybe, you know. I would love nice. complications. Get a little fantastical going on, you know, here's your next mm. meeting. Mm-hmm. Be nice. I would like that. You too. Uh, on the subject of always on displays, uh, I am becoming frustrated with the brightness level of my Series 5 always on Apple okay. Watch. It's not bright enough. Um, and I wanted to know from two Series 6 owners, how much brighter is it really? Like, Federico, you might be better for this because you've just been spending a bunch of time at the beach. In, like, bright sunlight, can you actually clearly read the uh, the Apple Watch display? Stephen, you stay inside all the time. You're not helped doing it. <laughs> but I've worn three watches in three weeks, so I went from a 6 to a 5 back to a 6. Okay, that's also a good point. So, Federico, yours first, and Stephen, I want to know what you think. I feel like I have no idea. Like, it's not something I've particularly paid attention to. No, but so what I'm saying is, so with your watch, when you're at the beach, you can see the screen clearly. I mean, I see I'm the asking. time. I yeah. see, yeah, yes. Because, yes. like, today, I was walking to the studio, and I could barely see the time on my Apple Watch because the sun was so bright. We are going through a bit of a heat wave here in London, so it's like, particularly, the sun is very strong. Oh, yeah, this is how you know you're talking to a British person in the summer. They complain about the heat. I mean, it's like 31 degrees Celsius here today. Th- 31? Yeah. All right. Thir- 31 is pretty hot. Eight, come on. Like 88 degrees or something. Okay, that's as hot as it is here. Yeah, so don't even come at me with this. Well, I'm not complaining about it. Doesn't it just rain in your country all the time? Mm, no, it actually doesn't just rain sad? that much. Mm, have some crumpets. It actually doesn't rain that much. The only, t- I think, Stephen, the only time you've ever been here, it was hot like that. So it, it your really entire hot. like perception of this country is it's always this hot. So don't even. That's don't true. Even. And we had an apartment with no air conditioning. Yeah, exactly. So, and that and that was your own mistake. <laughs> that- well, look, well, here's the thing. Okay, I agree with Gray. You and Gray have talked about this. Y'all should just build buildings with air conditioning. It's not like the cl- it's not like the climate is cooling. It's doing the opposite. Oh no, it's happening now. New places are getting air conditioning put into them. That's what we are talking about the weather. <laughs> I, okay. All I wanted to know was the question about sunlight, and then everyone's coming at me. No, no, I I haven't gone anywhere. I'm not coming at you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere. I'm still here. I didn't come at you. All right, so Federico, you don't have an opinion. Stephen, do you have an opinion? <laughs> it is noticeably brighter. In fact, I really noticed... Is it though? It is. Okay. I really noticed right. when I was wearing my Series 5, 
like I could even like out of the corner of my eye notice it was much darker. And the six, like the 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 delta between the sort of wrist down and wrist up isn't very big. It's it's way okay. brighter. Okay. All right. Go get a series six. No, this isn't that, is it? Right? Because we're we're approaching August. We're like six weeks away from the next Apple Watch. It's the worst so time. I'm, I'm kind of only thinking. Uh, wouldn't it be great though if I did buy it now because it's after that time when Federico said I definitely would have gotten one and <laughs> now I get one? No, I'm waiting because as well, like I want them to do, I'm hoping that they'll do a ceramic one, which I don't think they will, but I'm going to yeah, wait for Yeah, in fact, now that, you mention, now that you mention it, I feel like there's a gap in my memory. Like why are you wearing, because you've been mentioning the Apple Watch yeah. frequently as of late like on on upgrade as well yeah like i'm uh, on a bit of a uh fitness focus right now ah, so okay all i right. want i want accurate step data and all that kind of stuff the okay. difference the difference of like when i wear my apple watch to when i don't is like multiple thousands of steps a day like in in like if i just have my iphone tracking it and I know why, because I just leave my iPhone and I walk around, right? Like, you know, you're just like in the studio, walking around the home or whatever. And also, I just don't think the iPhone is as good as it. But like, you know, it could be the difference between eight and 10,000 steps a day as to whether I wear my Apple Watch or not. So I want that. And then just it. Also, when I'm wearing my Apple Watch, I do feel like I am focusing more on my health because like in my mind, that's what it's for. So... I'm back on that train again. So I was right after all. About what? About you using the Apple Watch. This, you know, your thing was I will buy a Series Six, and also I'm like begrudgingly using it. Like I, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 you want to buy it, you just don't want to buy it because otherwise I'm gonna be right. So, but there was a time frame for you. You said you will buy it by this point, and it didn't happen. Anyway, uh, put this aside. I'm disappointed in our listeners. Okay. That's harsh. I'm sh- I had to share my dis- oh, I'm just I'm not angry at them. Just disapp- I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. The weird fish emoji went to the final round of the emoji awards for like the most 2021 emoji, and it got beaten by the syringe emoji. I have complaints, not about our listeners, mm-hmm. but this so-called emoji awards account. Yeah. Yes, whoever's running mm-hmm. this. Yes, their finger was on the scale. Oh, 100%. They didn't want this to win. I wanted to mention this as well. The the phrasing, they did not want the microbe to win. The phrasing of the tweets. So, for example, okay, here we go. The final vote, your two options for the emoji that best sum up the year so far are syringe, a symbol of vaccine optimism, microbe, often used to represent coronavirus. I mean, yeah. what Come do you on. think yeah. are going to vote for? It's not, not fair. fair. Not yeah, fair. It was, yeah. But to be fair, uh, we were putting our fingers on the scales on the other side. Yeah, but, but nevertheless, we're not running it, right? We're that's just, true. That's we, true. We're, that I mean, true. we're just citizens of the world. Yeah. And this. And also, like, isn't it a bit suspicious that the weird fish was winning and then in the last day it was not yep. winning anymore? Yeah. Yep. So I don't know. I don't feel bad for trying to rig the election in our favor. Mm-mm. No, this is purely marketing, right? There's always marketing in elections. We're just campaigning. We are campaigning for yeah. the weird fish emoji. And our platform was, it's a weird fish. 
Yeah, that is our entire. That's that's our platform. That's our campaign slogan. It's a weird fish. Yes, and uh, I feel like that the election committee, i.e., the people running that Twitter account, they were putting their finger on the scales. The election was stolen, is what we're saying. Yeah, yes, that is what we're saying. And I'm also disappointed in our listeners, just because I know how many people listen to the show, right? And I saw how many people voted. And that's a massive difference. So that's why I'm disappointed in our listeners because they didn't put the votes in. I would like to call up for a recount. Well, we can only call for a recount if our listeners will actually put the votes in. Otherwise, we're just going to be back in the same point again. Mm. Unless we mm, really put our finger on the scale. <laughs> really go for it. <laughs> it's a bummer. It's really a dark day for democracy. I agree. As of this recording, there are just 10 days left for my Apple hardware calendar Kickstarter. Wow, this has gone by fast. I know. Right? Was it you, 30 days? Yeah. Man, that's gone by quick. Yes. Yes, it has. So uh, you, should, uh, you should get on this. You should get a calendar and some stickers and some postcards and prints, you know, digital files. There's lots of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Please. Um, do you have a plan for shipping all of this yet? <laughs> <laughs> Just <No>. a question. <laughs> uh, I need y'all to come to Memphis. <laughs> the plan is it's currently July and they need to be with people by December. That's the plan, yeah. right? Lots of time is the plan. Yeah, so I'm going to set up uh, Shipping Central over in the new side of my office and um, ship them out. Okay. Yeah, I'm worried that, like, for you, and, like, I don't know if, if any of us can accurately estimate the sheer, the sheer scale of what will probably be over a thousand calendars. Mm-hmm. It's going to be rough, man. Yeah, I was talking to the Studio Neat Boys, and they were like, yeah, it's like, you know, there's a certain number where it makes sense to, like, talk to a fulfillment company, and I've, I think I'm going to end up, like, basically right at that cutoff, but I didn't budget for that. So no. I feel like a thousand though you could do it. I think it would take so. a long time, but you could do it. If it were closer to fifteen hundred, I yeah. would I would more yeah. seriously look at uh, an outside group. But the plan is right now just to buckle down and you know probably have a couple of weekends with a couple of friends over. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, and even if you budget for like shipping thirty of those each day for a month, like that seems more manageable. Yeah, like yeah, that actually seems. That seems really doable when you put it yeah. that way. Or like spend like two hours a day on it, right? Like yeah. Yeah, I could I could get yeah. through it. The other thing I think I'm going to do, I, I need to talk to some people, but uh, I'm thinking about like having basically two stages where like I package them and there's a stack of the, you know, thousand calendars. Well, no, because... And, you know, 500 of them have prints and 500 of them don't. And so I can like pack them all and then just do labels. And I don't know, we'll see. But I what see about how the, flow the is people work. that have ordered more than one calendar? I will be contacting them. So I've gotten this question a lot. If you want more than one calendar, Kickstarter lets you manually adjust your pledge and Mm -hmm. just have it for the full amount of whatever you want. Anything, a unique amount, I'm going to filter out and I'll double check with those people that they get what they want. Have have you bought a label printer yet? Yes, it's right here in a box next to my desk. Good. I'm just saying, Stephen, but you have three children. That's a very good point. <laughs> but I want so, them to go to the right place. So. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Well, at least putting them in the envelopes. You yeah. Know, about you the know. labels. Yeah. I'm just saying. You know. 
Yeah, right now I'm I've uh I've come against a little problem with the prints. So I'm talking to the company that's doing the printing. It's all here local. And just on a whim, I was like, hey, when I get these, you know, 500, 600, 700 sets of prints, they're going to be collated, right? And he was like, uh, let me get back in touch with you about that. And I haven't heard back. So that. What do you mean by collate? Like, what do you mean? So there's, there's, um, how many prints is it? Uh, 14 prints and so in my mind they were just going to come in sets of 14 but what i'm afraid is they're going to come in sets of 500 or 600 or whatever and then i've got to put the sets of 14 together myself oh you 100 are going to be yeah so i've asked could they be could they be collated and that was like a week ago (laughs) and i haven't heard anything that's going to cost a lot of money because that's going to be like done by hand so you're going to have to choose. And, and I'm telling you, you're going to be sitting there with five stacks of 500 and you're going to be uh, taking one of each. Probably Putting so. them in an envelope. Probably and then you so. get to the end and you'll have one left of <laughs> one, one extra of each oh, one. And then you have to start all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, see, this is, you know what? It's, this is all really a good idea of the timing because this is the only kind of Kickstarter campaign where people don't care when they get it. So you can ship it slowly. Like yeah. People aren't going to care when they get it as long as they get it before the year starts. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So you're probably fine. I think so. And, uh, you know, I have already learned the lesson. I'm sure I will learn it even more that, man, making MP3s and Markdown is a lot easier than making physical goods. Stephen, let me tell you right now, you have yet to learn this lesson. Because do, where you are right now, everything's purely theoretical. You learn this lesson when things are printed. That's when you learn. You yeah, when there's learned, a yeah. tractor trailer full of calendars backing up to my house. Exactly. When there's a <laughs> truck and there's boxes, and that's when you've learned this lesson. You haven't learned it yet. <laughs> or you also, because nothing's gone wrong yet. Yeah, there, there could be misprints and all yes. that kind of stuff. Although I guarantee you there will be, and you'll just yeah. have to deal with them, because uh, that's the way this stuff goes. But we are saying, Stephen, good luck. Yeah, good luck. We love you. Yeah. And I mean, if it's in the family, it's not really child labor, is what I'm saying. When you <laughs> think about out it, dad. yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like a you know, um, learning how to work as an adult, mm-hmm. but you're a child. So. There we go. I'm, <laughs> I may just call everybody I know. But please come over. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> including Joe from from the neighborhood. Joe, yeah. I need a label. <laughs> and your electrician. Yeah. doesn't have a name. Just the electrician. The electrician. Well, you know, I don't want to dox him. The electrician. The new the new breakout <laughs> character of Connected Pro. Go to getconnectedpro.co if you want to learn more about the electrician. The electrician. The electrician. Yes. <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform to build your presence and run your business online. From websites and online stores to marketing tools and analytics, they have everything that you need to get going. They combine cutting-edge design and world-class engineering, making it easier than ever to establish your home online and to make your ideas a reality. Squarespace has everything you need to create a beautiful and modern website. You start with professionally designed templates and use drag-and-drop tools to make it your own. If you need an image over here, you need to add a page over there, You're not diving into code. You're not writing CSS and HTML. You can if you want to. But for most of us, drag and drop gets the job done perfectly. You can customize the look and feel, the settings, the products, 
and more with just a few clicks. And all Squarespace websites are optimized for mobile. Your content automatically adjusts so it will look great on any device. You get free, unlimited hosting, top-of-the-line security, and dependable resources to help you succeed. You don't have to worry about upgrades and patches. They have award-winning 24-7 customer support if you run into any questions. Their system lets you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name, or if you bring your own, their DNS tools are really easy to use. Plus, you'll have everything you need for SEO and email marketing to get your ideas out there. What I love about Squarespace is they have the tools to really build anything you want. So if you just need a simple promotional website for your business, you could put together in an afternoon. But if you need a blog or host a podcast or have a store, you can do that too. You don't have to go out and download plugins and bolt things on. It's all built in with Squarespace. Head on over to squarespace.com connected for a free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to go, use the offer code CONNECTED to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com connected. And you decide to sign up, use the offer code CONNECTED to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for the show. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of CONNECTED and all of Relay FM. So people have started receiving the smart battery packs, I believe, including oh. my two co-hosts. Oh yeah. Do you mean to open yeah. it? If you would like to, yeah. Okay. Go for let it. me uh, let me do a little unboxing ASMR for everybody. Okay, this better be good. It's not good yet. Oh, I missed the tape. Oh, nice. That was good. Okay, I'm opening the box. Okay. Here it is. Here it is on the desk. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now that's my stuff. Okay. I'm sliding it out of the box. Yeah. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. I have to undo the tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get it. All right. <laughs> I'm now going to unwrap it. Mm-hmm. It is unwrapped. I'm a little embarrassed. I've gone red. No, no. I can feel I'm my face it. has gotten warm. I'm feeling it. This thing is not good looking. Oh, no, you're <laughs> There it is. There it is. There you go. It doesn't look very good. I, this might be a functional product, but like every picture I've seen of it, it looks kind of weird. But to be honest, I felt that way about the smart battery case as well. Like the case always looked kind of weird and ugly. Um, and this thing looks strange. I think... Uh, but I'm sure it does the job. Although probably I mean, not very efficiently. It's, fi- it's fine. It charges a bit slow. I mean, it's mm-hmm. five watts. So, like, what are you expecting? Um, as I thought, like, it, it looks... I mean, it's fine on a Pro Max. I think it looks a bit ridiculous. I've seen the photos attached to an iPhone 12 mini. Can I, it's, it's as can I not charge it on a MagSafe puck? No. What? Yeah, you have to charge it with a cable. I saw Jeremy Burge tweeting yeah, about this today silly. because because of like he lives on a boat. Our good friend Jeremy, who I don't think was involved in the oh. rigging of the emoji election. Oh, until we know, he's the one to blame. I mean, when you okay, run an operation, look, Mike, you and I know this. Federico, you know this. We're okay. all business owners. Yeah. The buck stops with us, and if not us, the one true John. So we need to know who the one true John is inside Emojipedia, and we'll blame them. 
Okay, that's cool. So whoever the one true John is inside of Emojipedia, they're probably to blame. Um, but he w- was tweet because he's got MagSafe everywhere on his boat and has now needed to <laughs> add a everywhere. cable to the boat. Because uh, it's just easier because he has very limited space. Like So MagSafe is good for him because there aren't a lot of surface spaces when you live on a boat. And uh, now he needs a case for his for his new chargey thing. This looks so stupid. I have the battery plugged in and the phone on top of the battery. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I, I mean, obviously, I just opened it. Federico, what are your thoughts on this? You've had more time than me. Um, it's one of those things where I got pretty much exactly what I expected. It's a small white brick that attaches magnetically to the back of the phone. I was also confused by the... Um, I was confused by the lack of MagSafe. Like, I thought that I could just put it on top of a MagSafe charger and that it would charge. And I think it's kind of silly that it doesn't. Like, why... Like, it charges via the iPhone, right? Yeah. Or no? Am I confused? This is all very confusing, the, the reverse charging deal. No, it doesn't charge via the iPhone unless the iPhone... If you If you plug the iPhone in and the battery is attached, it will charge the battery as well as the phone. And that's reverse charging, right? Yeah. So if that's possible, then why can I not put it on top of a MagSafe charger? I don't know. You should that's be able silly. to, right? It's silly, right? Because it, it can charge from a MagSafe device, so why yeah. not from an actual MagSafe pad? I, I even tried it upside down, so like to touch the rings together, and it just didn't do anything. Because it feels like right, this product is primarily aimed at people like Federico, and Jeremy of like you're all in on MagSafe, right? Yeah, and that, but now add a lightning cable to the mix, right? That thing you've been trying to get rid of, add that back in. Exactly. So I don't, I don't want to have that, which is silly. And I hope that maybe this is the kind of thing that can be fixed with the software update. I don't know, but otherwise, it's pretty much what I expected. It's the nice, uh, it's the the right size. I would have preferred to have more color options. And I would have preferred to have like MagSafe on the outer side as well, so that I could do iPhone, MagSafe battery, and wallet attached to the battery. Um, oh, I bet you know why it doesn't work? Because the magnets are the same magnet as in the puck, because it has to stick to the phone, right? So like it can't magnetically attach to the mm. puck. You see what I mean? I got it lined up for a second, and the amber light on the battery flickered. <laughs> but I don't. I can't tell if it's. Yeah, it flickers, but it does not. No, it doesn't charge. Did I tell y'all I bought a MagSafe Duo charger? Oh no! Nice. Yeah, for travel. Like and Mary is using it. She's at the beach this week, and she gives it a thumbs up. So, I mean, this is fine. Like, it's not very pretty, but. I do like that it you can separate it and your phone isn't doesn't have to be enormous all the time. Like with the smart battery case, you were just committed to having megaphone all the time, mm-hmm. right? Yes. It doesn't completely yeah. wreck your phone. <laughs> yeah. For the whole time you maybe potentially want to charge. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like about it how yeah. I can bring this along 
And it doesn't take that much space in a bag when we're going to the beach or if I'm going somewhere and I have a backpack, for example. It doesn't take a lot of space. It doesn't ruin my phone and I can snap it on just when needed. And that's, for me, that's the appeal of MagSafe. Like the, the sort of the... The fact, that, the fact that you can mix and match different kinds of accessories and they always attach the same way. And what's also nice is that you can see the battery status in the, in the widget on the iPhone. Um, right now it shows you the wrong icon for it in <laughs> iOS 15 beta, but it's correct in 14.7. So I assume that in beta 4, it'll show you the proper icon for the MagSafe battery pack. Yeah, it's uh, like that UPS thing again, right? Whatever yes, it's called. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen someone post a picture Oh, it just shows you a lightning cable right now in oh. iOS 15. In 15, <laughs> it shows you a, in 15, it shows you like a lightning connector. Yeah. Uh, but it's... It's right in 14.7. Yeah, it's, um, it's always kind of funny running a beta when there's new hardware out because the beta yeah. often doesn't know about the hardware. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got to do it over there too. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's I think for travel, this is going to be a nice option. If you need more power than this or faster power for this, then you get a battery with a cable, right? But if you don't need that, you just kind of need something to keep your phone on like a low simmer on a flight. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I think that the honestly my biggest issue with it is just that the battery is isn't big enough. Like if I'm go, if I'm getting a product like this, I want at least a, one full charge out of it and it seems like with the Max this won't do that. And so like that would be, you know, for me the main reason I wouldn't want a product like this. Like if I'm going to I'm gonna get a battery pack, I want to be able to get at least one full charge. Mhm. Um but, you know, because if you really want it that bad, just yeah. buy multiples of them. Get, like, a utility belt like oh, Batman gosh. and just, like... Or, like, uh, Chewbacca's, like, cross-body thing. You know, just have a bunch of them on there. I have no idea what that means. I know. It's a Star War. I, I know glad. Chewbacca's <laughs> like the bear, right? Yeah. Sh- sure. Like the, yeah. the like Bigfoot guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a furry. Yeah. Very Bigfoot-like. I like, uh, I like that it's here... Since I'm now running iOS 15 on my phone, I could use the extra battery life. So that's good. The the design, I saw some people on Twitter talking like, it kind of looks like an iPod. You know, it's just like rounded corners and smooth. Uh, I te- I was texting with uh, Quinn Nelson last night, and I was like, it looks like if Apple made a cigarette pack, this is what it would look like. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, bet that, I wonder if that's like a reference that's like a little too old for Quinn. You know what, iPods or cigarettes? No, cigarettes, <laughs> or both? Probably both. Probably He's very both. young. He's very tall. Very young. Quinn's been quite critical of it on Twitter. Yeah, he's cranky about stuff. I don't know. Yeah, what's up with that guy? YouTubers, am I right? Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, I got a vlog. <laughs> uh, when you put this thing on, mm-hmm. how would you hold your phone? Do you Let's, hold the battery or do you hold the phone? No, I hold the phone. I got you big hold hands, the phone? man. But yeah. So you can like grip all the way around. Yeah. Here's how I'm doing it. It is now, I now have a pinky size slot under the battery. Mm-hmm. And my my pinky goes there. So I guess I'm mostly holding the battery. Yeah, Because like that yeah. was what was good about the first ugliest one of those cases. Is it, because the second one, the battery went all the way to the bottom, right? But the first one, it's just like the battery was just in the middle, like a little backpack. And that made it really comfortable to hold, actually. But so I guess it's kind of going back to that. 
Uh, according to a report from Nikkei of Asia, the next generation of AirPods is going into mass production in August, so we'll likely see them in September. Not really a lot, but also in that report is something a bit more interesting. I think is that in the iPhone is regarding the iPhone SE. So they state that an updated version of the iPhone SE is due in 2022, and it will be intended to replace the iPhone Mini after the poor sales of the iPhone Mini, the 12 Mini, which we've heard about before. So like Apple kind of committed to making a Mini this year because they committed to that before they put the 12 Mini on sale, and it seems like the 12 Mini has had poor sales. I think it had been end of life earlier. So like they had enough in inventory that they thought would sell throughout the life of the phone. So they stopped making them. Um, they're going to be doing a 13 mini. But then after that, there will be no more mini phone. The SE, the 2022 SE, will be a 5G capable phone, but is expected to keep the old design. So it will gain an A15 chip, but will still have a touch ID, home button, LCD display, you know, like basically the SE of now. But then for 2022, Apple is still planning on four phones, but there will be two versions of the larger size. So we would get iPhone 14 and 14 Max, and then iPhone 14 Pro and iPhone 14 Pro Max. I mean, I think it makes sense to take the mini form factor and just use it for an SE phone. No, but they're not doing that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but I'm saying that makes sense. Do that instead. Because oh, but that's expensive. It It is now, but would it be in two or three years? The SE has always used the old design, right? So it used the 5S design when everything got bigger, and now it uses the design of the 8 when everything has Face ID. So like, where does that go unless there's some rad- another redesign coming? Yeah, I still feel like the Face ID stuff and the screens are still just so much more expensive than Touch ID and an LCD screen. I think that's where like that's what that's what's happening. So hmm. sorry everybody that loves the mini. Yeah, this is going to be a year where my wife gets a back to back update because <laughs> if it goes away, it's like get you the newest tiniest phone I can, and you'll be set for a while. You know, maybe like in twenty twenty four, they'll make an SE that looks like the, the twelve mini. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think unless something really wild is coming, like. I don't know, like in in screen touch ID or something like from what they have now, the 12 mini chassis is the obvious successor to the SE. It's just a matter of when when or if they can do it, because to your point, the way they've done it in the past, they've been able to like, oh, yeah, we're just like still making the 5S and just like change out the processor and the cameras and you have an SE, right? Like they've they've done it in a way that can be really cheap. And maybe that's not possible now, but I, I hope they don't cancel. Like this isn't um this isn't a phone for me, but it's a phone for a lot of people. The SE I understand. I still struggle to understand the mini. It's like there's people that use the mini like non-ironically and they I like know it. I have two people in my life that love it and swear by it. One of them is underscore. This is fascinating. Why is it? Is it like the novelty effect of going back to a small phone, where like you don't really like the small phone, you like that it that they made it again? Because like, I don't know. Would you go back to a small television in your house? Like, oh, look how beautiful this small television is. 
I think the thing is for a lot of people, it is that like it is a device just to be held in the hand. Like no matter, you know, your phone is always to be held in your hand, and if the big phones are uncomfortable for you, then fine. No, the, the big phone I understand, but like even the, like the, the regular size, like the SE and the Pro, like that feels like just big enough. Like the yep. Mini is so small, and the trade-offs for it. Like, well, I think ultimately, Federico, what you are saying is the way that things were played out. Most people, vastly most people, believe that it is worth going bigger and staying that way, not going back. Otherwise, Apple would make this mini phone forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, Apple's a company that loves money. They're, they're motivated by money. Interesting. <laughs> and so yeah. if, if products sell, they keep making them. Like, I think a lot of people are going to take this as like a personal affront or a spite that Apple no. is putting on them, right? No, but no. It's, yeah, like like they did in the mini year gap where the SE was like older and older before they made the SE 2, right? People begrudgingly went up to the iPhone 10 or something because they thought the SE was never coming back. But I know people, and I think we all know people, who begrudgingly got a bigger phone and now would never go back. And Adina is mm. one of those. She resisted... Mm getting a new iPhone for so long. She had like uh, like a 4S and then a 5, and she did not want to do it. And then she was really excited about the iPhone 10. She loved the camera and stuff, so we got her an iPhone 10. And now, like when the Mini came out, I was like, would you want this? Like, no way, I like a big screen now. Um, and, uh, you know, people who know my wife, she is a very small person. And so you would expect that she would maybe want the small phone. But no, it's like I like the big screen on my phone because I do everything on my phone, right? This is this is what ends up happening for people. You know, they just they move to a big phone and they stay. And it's not necessarily the Max, right? The Max is humongous. It's the right. it's a massive phone. Too but much. like the the regular ones, either the twelve or the twelve pro, they're great, right? Like, it's it's a great size for most people. And I know if you like the Mini, like, that's awesome. And I'm sure that you love it, right? But unfortunately, you don't have enough comrades. Yeah, I feel like I struggle to... I've always struggled to understand the Mini. Because mm. with age, I've realized that holding small gadgets is really, really, really bad for my hands. Uh, this is also why, like, <laughs> I wanted to start pr- playing M- Metroid, like an old um, GBA game on on, a, on an actual Nintendo DS that I still have. And nope, cannot do it anymore. Too small, right? So, uh, too small, too small. You know, I, I actually think the uh, pandemic's been pretty kind to the 12 Mini because a lot of people have not realized how bad their battery life would be. Yeah. Because Very good point. I, yes. I think that is a thing that a lot of people that maybe even own that phone will have not yet realized is that the battery life is is really bad on it compared to what you would have come from before. Like, can you imagine? Nobody's ever happy with the battery life of their phone. Can you imagine losing multiple hours of battery life? <laughs> like, that's that's going to be pretty rough. Still, though, if you like if you like your mini. I mean, this is like every time we talk about it, we get a bunch of really upset people. Um, mm-hmm. And we joke about it. You know, we understand that different people have different needs and preferences, so that's fine. But also like Apple as a company, obviously they're looking at this as a product, not as a, I guess, mission, you know? Like uh, mm-hmm. if it's not selling mm-hmm. enough, it's not selling enough. Yeah, well, uh, let's talk about uh, how I bought a Windows PC. <laughs> oh, oh! Wait, I. You're, this, this is like a fake uh, out, right? I surprised you finally. No, I think this is like a fake out. I think I know what's going on here. 
Oh, you think? I think. You think? Oh, am I wrong? Why do you think I'm? this is a fake out? Well, because I think you're talking about the Steam Deck. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Well, then. I, did, I did pre-order that. I did pre-order okay, that. Then. Okay, then. No, no, but uh, I was just uh, setting up Windows 10 a few minutes ago before the show. Um, okay, and I have, what's going on? I have, I have photographic evidence that if you allow me, I will post in the Discord. So if you're not a member of Relay FM and Connected Pro, this is what you're missing out on. Um, me posting photos of the Windows 10 setup process. Uh, let's see. For example. Wh- why what, have you bought a PC? For example, you know, you see this, just a moment, beautiful setup message. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So I feel like you need some, you need some context here. So uh, I would love it. We've been, we've we have been constantly asking for it since the moment you said it. Hi, <laughs> I have this new um, desktop headphone amplifier and DAC. It's called the Matrix Mini iPro Three. It's this beautiful piece of hardware that is now sitting be uh, below my Mac Mini, um, and it's just a headphone amp for my wired headphones that is also Rune ready. So for those not aware of Rune, it's R-O-O-N. So Rune is this incredibly powerful um, music uh, app for Mac, Windows, and Linux that is usually used by audiophiles and people who have their own sort of offline music library, you know, like a folder full of albums and songs uh and what and i'm trying to sum up here but basically rune is incredible because it connects to uh, a lot of third-party equipment so there's a a lot of companies that make uh, desktop decks or headphone amplifiers that are certified for working with rune so this happens over the local network in your house. Uh, you run Rune server on a computer, and it finds these Rune-ready accessories on your network, and you can stream music from that server to the Rune-ready headphone amplifier, and it streams lossless. So even if you are streaming uh, wirelessly over your local network, there's no compression, there's no quality loss. It's bit-perfect streaming from the server to the Rune-ready headphone amplifier. Once again, mine is called the Mini iPro 3. You can look it up. It looks really nice. Yeah, It looks really nice. Um, So so my my original thought was, I'm just going to run Rune on my Mac Mini, and uh, obviously my music library is stored on a Samsung uh, T5 uh, external SSD. And so as long as my Mac mini is on, I can listen to music. Uh, you know, I can plug in my wired headphones into the headphone amp and I can listen to music that way. The problem is my Mac mini is in the bedroom and we prefer to keep it shut off at night like in the evening, like as soon as I'm done recording podcasts, we don't like having this computer so close to our bed. You know, sometimes the fans start spinning and it gets warm and it's really hot here. And there's no, like, it's not really necessary to keep it turned on. But that posed a problem for me. Like, okay, so if I want to listen to music and this computer is off, uh, 
it means that Rune is not running. So I started thinking about like, okay, how can I spin up like a Rune server instance somewhere in my house so that the Mac Mini, like the computer doesn't have to stay on? Like what's the cheapest way to have a server on at all times that's running Rune? And can I just confirm something? Because I think I might have gotten lost here. The Mac Mini has your audio files on it. And they are stored on an external drive. The Mac They're Mini stored, doesn't have them. Okay. The external drive was plugged into the Mac Mini. And what are you listening on? Headphones? I can, I, yes, headphones. And what are the headphones plugged into? The headphone amp, the Mini iPro 3. And is the amp plugged into the Mac Mini? No, it's connected no. Okay. to Wi-Fi. That's what. I, so that's the the wireless part is between the computer and the yep. amp. Yep. But the amp. That's correct. I assume you have to power it. Yeah, the amp is powered, and right. that's fine. It's got so a small display. So, for example, if if you could have the Mac Mini on in the bedroom, you could have the uh, you could be on the balcony, and you could have the amp plugged in, and you could have your headphones on or speakers yep. plugged into the like amp, on your belt. You could put it on your belt and you could be walking around the house. I mean, if I if I ever bought like a five meter cable, I could do that. Sure. But you could just get like a battery pa- bank and put that on the belt and then connect the amp to the battery sure. bank. Sure. And then the, you're good. The, the amp can can stay anywhere in the house at this point. Okay. Um, it's just it's on creating my desk its own right now. network, basically. Yeah, it uses yeah. Rune. It's got a little like, they are labeled as Rune Ready. Uh, accessories, and this is one of them, which means as, lo- as soon as you connect it to your home Wi-Fi, Rune server on a computer sees the device, and you and don't you have control to control the audio via an iOS device, right? From an iOS device, you can open the Rune Remote app, yep. and you can start playback, and you can choose the output, in my case, the headphone amp, uh, yep. and yeah, you can control it uh, from iOS as well. But um, it, it looks like you can control the music from your amp, though, right? Because it's got a little screen and stuff. Is that right? The screen only shows you the info. You ah. only... This one... Uh, it's not a touch screen. It okay. only has a volume knob. Uh, so you would be you controlling do. it from the phone, and then you're going to see the information, like the song you're listening to, on That's the right. little amp and stuff. That's right. That's cool. correct. Yes. I just wanted to double check. There was a lot of stuff going on, and I wasn't sure where the music was coming from and where it was going to, so... But this was before, so I tried to run Rune on my yeah, Mac yeah, Mini, yeah. and it mm-hmm. did not really work out. So I started looking into this, had a couple of thoughts like, okay, I can get a cheap Raspberry Pi. I don't know. I did it before. I'm not really a fan of Linux. Uh, I really dislike it. I I just wanted to have something nicer and a little more, you know, like set up for consumer use. <laughs> Yes, R- regular consumers definitely do this. <laughs> there we go. I, that took a minute to sink in that one. Well, you um, know, like I don't want to install <laughs> stuff via the command line. I mean, it'd be I wild. Just, yeah, yeah. You know, apt get and that <laughs> kind of imagine? stuff. You know, I don't, I don't want to do that. For your bit, for your lossless, completely lossless. So yeah, so tell, tell me about this PC. What did you get? It's this little thing right here. It's you an Intel NUC. NUC. Yes, you got an Intel NUC. That's very smart. Yes. Yes, it's very small that's very and lovely. Smart. That's a good, that's a good idea because you don't. I'm assuming you do not need a lot of processing power for this thing. Well, no, not at all. So I got the, uh, I got the 16 gigs of RAM. 
an 512 SSD model. It's a core i5 uh, now it's it's not a it's not a fast computer, but for what it's meant to do, it's okay, I think. So this is now set up in the kitchen, uh, connected via Ethernet to the network, and connected via HDMI to the TV that we have there, and it's fine. I and the external drive with my music is connected via Thunderbolt to it. There's a Thunderbolt port in the back. And uh, Rune is already set up, and uh, from the PC I can set the output to the Mini iPro 3. It saw that headphone amp right away on the network. Once again, that's thanks to the Rune-ready capabilities of it. And uh, yeah, the setup was a little, eh, you know, it's Windows. Uh, I, I'm not a fan of anything on it, really, but... It's one-third of a Mac Mini, both in <laughs> terms of size and cost, and it's basically just a bit bigger than an Apple TV. It sits perfectly uh, in the cabinet where we keep the modem and the Apple TV. Um, That's cool. It's small and compact. It's got two USB ports in the front, so I was able to connect my Magic trackpad and keyboard uh, for the initial setup, and they worked right away plugged in my Thunderbolt drive, I just needed to confirm via, there's a thing called Thunderbolt Center on Windows, whatever. You just gotta <laughs> say allow connection or some sort of dialogue like that. And yeah, I was basically good to go in like 20 minutes. And I assume the plan is for this to run headless, right? Yes. I mean, it's plugged into my TV, but I think... Um, so here's where I can put out a call for connected listeners. If you have recommendations on a... Um, so, you know, those apps that let you do like uh, VNC and virtual trackpad and keyboard. I assume maybe Screens by Adobe is my best option. I guess it also works on Windows, but if you have other recommendations for Windows 10, let me know. I've literally, this is the first time I'm using Windows in like 12 years. Um, so this is, but yes, the plan is to just make it run headless for Rune. And I guess at this point, I will also put Plex Media Server on it because yeah, why, why not? not, right? Like if it's going to run all the time. I got my, I got my digital foundry uh 4k videos uh that i can uh, that i can put in there and uh i don't know what are some other fun ideas for running a headless um <laughs> intel knock maybe maybe i can do one of those like home dns filtering services i don't know send me ideas but for now yeah i'm really happy because i can finally move music playback off bedroom sort of like it sits in the other room it's not bothering anyone but i can still plug in my wired headphones into the amp which sounds amazing and uh, i don't have to keep the mac mini running all the time so i wonder if you'll be able to run windows 11 on that thing i don't know probably I doesn't no matter idea. to you but uh yeah that's a that's a big mess the the nook always just makes me think well, the Mac Mini could be so much smaller and cooler than it, than it is. Mac Mini's huge. Okay, I should be able to buy one of these things that it's a Mac. Like, even if it costs, like, 200 more or something. Like, why does... Like, I want to buy an Apple TV that is a Mac. Mm -hmm. At this point, there's no... At this point, there's no reason, right? Right. Uh, I, I guess we'll wait and see what the next 
Apple Silicon-based one looks like. I mean, it should be vastly different, you would expect. It's like Macintosh Minuscule is what we're looking for. That's right. This Mac one. Nano. It's not very mini, Mac is Nano. it? The Mac Mini. Yeah, so... um. Yeah, I'm really happy with my. I've been expanding my my setup you know, over the last few months, so I'm really happy with my gear and my, you know, this this amp as a as a remote. Like I can I can change the volume with the remote. I feel very professional now. Uh, the only thing I'm missing, like, eventually when we when we move, um, I want to have like a, if we have like a stu- like a small studio space in like in a spare room, I want to have one of those chairs. Oh, you want a music listening chair? Yeah, yeah. I want get one the speakers, of those. put it right in front of it. You'd be like the H and V guy. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's that's the dream. Like, and mm. I, and I was uh, sort of bargaining with Sylvia on this. Like, I told her, okay, look in the same room. Uh, we can have the music corner, but if it's big enough, we can also have a mirror so that you can rehearse for you know your dance um, stuff and uh, whatever is needed. So we can split the room. It's gonna be a big, small room. It's gonna be podcast studio, music room, and uh, dance studio. This is the, the biggest spare room in the world. I can live with that, right? It's I feel like it's possible. So, yeah. Um, you got to see if that baby can run flight simulator. It don't do that. It'll it explode. No. It'll melt. No, it can't. It will. It will catch on fire. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Connected is brought to you by Indeed. Waiting months to hire the right person. It's like trying to get your video to load on 3G. Do you remember that? You'd like click a link on a video and you would just wait. Well, we deserve better. Just spinning. Upgrade your hiring speed with Indeed Instant Match. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even interviewing. Don't just hope the perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. It takes all the hassle out of hiring when Indeed Instant Match immediately delivers quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description. You can even invite them to apply right away. And according to Indeed data, candidates you invite are three times more likely to apply to your job than those who only see it in search alone. Indeed data also shows that 90% of employers get quality candidates from Indeed's resume database as soon as they sponsor a job post. According to TalentNest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. So join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent quickly. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash connected. That's I-N-D-E-E-D, Indeed.com slash connected. This offer is valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. Boys, mm-hmm. roast my menu bar. Summer of fun! No, no. And look, if you're going to do that, I'm going to take this topic away. I'm going to put it on upgrade. So I've given you an image in the show notes. It is my menu bar. I can talk you through what each of these things are. You can feel free to stop me at any point, and we can talk about them. How does that sound? Oh, God, what is going on here, Mike? Well, oh, we're going to find out. 
We're going to find oh out, aren't my. we? We're going to find out together. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Why? You have, like, five different clocks. <laughs> there is a lot of clocks. We could talk about that. Like, I understand <laughs> that you're a busy guy, but... <laughs> yeah, a lot of calendars. A lot of calendars, like, a lot of clocks. I don't... Okay, you, you have a lot of things that don't need their icons up here. All right, tell us what you have. Okay, so we're going to... I realized that in my little list here, I've put them in the wrong order, so I'm going to be starting from the bottom <laughs> in our show document. Uh, don't worry about why I've done that. Control center. Well, actually, you know, you got the time and the clock, right? Like time and date, time and date. Right, which is pinned to the right-hand side in Big Sur. I don't know if you can turn any of that stuff off, but like time and date, I just leave it there. It's like, of course, I need the time and the date. It's great to have. Uh, I've got control center, which is fine. Battery. So this is on your MacBook Pro. Obviously, yeah. this is okay. taken from my MacBook Pro. Yep. Volume. Okay, you don't have sure. that in control center. No. Because it's an it's a fast way for me to switch between different uh, yeah. sources. I do I do the same thing. Output. I do the same That's thing. why I have it there. So like if I want to change to my uh, HomePod Mini or whatever on the on the desk, I can just hit that and just change it. So it's easy. Bluetooth similarly, like I just have it there in case I want to try and connect something by Bluetooth, or I'm having Bluetooth issues, which is still a thing that pops up on my MacBook Pro every now and then. Uh, I have AirBuddy from Guillermo Rambo, just get a bit of extra control over my AirPods and stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going good so far. The issues clearly aren't yet. All right. Fantastical? Yeah. Showing Why? the date again. Well, fan- that's just one of the Fantastical options. It's yeah, like, whatever, I just got the date. Use a different one. You yeah, but what, why do you need it there? Because I'm constantly checking and adding things to my calendar. From the menu bar, not from the main app? I uh, invoke it f- with a keyboard shortcut and it brings up the menu bar app. And you're fine with that? Yeah, I mean, well, this is an inertia thing, right? Because it used to only be a menu bar application. So I have just gotten used to that. Like, it's very rare that I open the full Fantastic Hour app on my Mac. I'm mostly doing everything from the menu bar. Interesting. Because okay. plus as well, like if what I'm doing most of the time is just adding a task. So all I want to do is hit the keyboard shortcut and add the task in. I don't want the full application to open. I need to see the full app to add a, not a task, mm. an event. I need to see the full app to add an event. I just have it just take up a small portion of the window. Because a lot of the time when I'm adding events, I'm like adding them based on something that I'm looking at in another window or something, you know? So it doesn't take up a lot of space that way. I don't need my full calendar. Most of the time, I just need what is effectively the iPhone view, which is what I get from the the menu bar widget. I think I would just say use a different icon so you're not duplicating the date. But why? What are the other icons anyway? I don't even see where are these things. I don't know. I don't. I don't use Fantastico. Uh, appearance. I don't even see this. I don't even know where to find. There this. may not be one. I don't know. Maybe there's a Discord. Oh, menu knows. bar icon shows. Yeah. I mean, it's just a bunch of information. Oh. You see, if I can have it be blank, or it's date, day, weekday, yeah. day, and month. No, I'm yeah. just going to keep it with a date. Fantastic. It's got no chill, man. Come on. They yeah. should put a little face on there or something. Yeah. I, I, if I could get a little face, it would be a face, but other, okay. now it's, it's the date. Uh, okay. Then I have uh, the next one that you see there. It is a world clock widget called The Clock. So so tell us about this. Like, What makes this better than I just use Apple's like clock widget in Notification Center? Why this? Because I can drag a timer to change the time of all of the clocks that I have in there. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> Which is like the only reason to have something like that, in my opinion, is so you Do can you check. Do you use it often? Yes, because I have to deal with the two of you. Ah, oh, interesting. 
<laughs> I just, so yeah, I, just, I use it quite a lot. I just use Siri and ask what's the time in, say, London or something. Yeah, I mean, but that, then you only get one time zone at yeah. a time, right? I yeah, want multiple I... time zones because I need to see what's the time in Rome and what's the time in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Something that I also use this for, if I'm like on an embargo, it has seconds, uh, like it has a seconds hand, so tick. And so that's when I can see that it's about, I'm like five seconds away from when I need to press the publish button. Mm, that's good. So I like it for that. Then we have one password. Okay. Yeah, why? Do you use one password from the menu bar? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I find that so annoying. Like, okay, so maybe this is that. This is the problem for me. I find most menu bar apps so annoying. <laughs> but also, because <laughs> well, so you're we used, used to iOS and iPadOS. So like, yeah, we use computers very differently. I feel like I'm yeah. not. I shouldn't belong to this conversation. Well, no. I well, this is why I want to see what your. This is why I want to see what yours is because I'm like I'm intrigued to see because you're gonna. I know you're gonna use it differently. And it's like five icons. <laughs> I'm already excited about it because you're asking me questions that like a Mac user would. No Mac user would ask why. Do you have the one password in your menu bar? I don't know. I just prefer, nobody would ask that. Like I just prefer to open the full one password app. Yeah, I get and, that. And but what I like about the 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 menu bar thing is it's actually contextually aware. So sometimes if I have an app open and it needs a password, you hit the one password menu bar icon and it knows what app you have open and it gives you the password related to it. Okay. It's very good stuff. Okay. It's like why would you have one password in Safari? In fact, I do not keep it there because but I find Safari? it very annoying. Yeah, you know no, how I mean, it, you know yeah, how no, it you can turn that part off. I don't like I, that when it yeah, does the I did that. the auto so the autofill. But you can yeah. at least have it in the menu bar. It's in the toolbar. Yeah, so it's like it. Me having but, it in the menu bar is like you is like it being in the toolbar in uh, in Safari. It's like I don't the same know, idea. I feel like it just. And this is a broader issue. It just bothers me to see a full menu bar. Yeah, like I'm getting that. It's like having a cluttered desk. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Anyway, please continue. There's more. <laughs> There's a lot more. Uh, peak out. Why? Because when you have it in the menu bar, you get a widget. And I much prefer having my calculator just in a widget accessible to me always by a keyboard command. So and you, opening the app. So you have memorized a lot of different keyboard commands. They're all along this a similar thing. So for me, it is uh, Command Option C for Fantastical and Command Option P for PCalc. Interesting. So you're using C because it's the calendar, but you're using calendar. P because it's PCalc. Well, because they'd both be C, wouldn't they? Well, fant- the Fantastical should be F. Right, but the the standardized shortcut was that one was C, and I've learned uh, that, and that's okay. ingrained in me now. Okay. Like that's one of those things where like I had to think about what my shortcut was. I had to put my fingers on my keyboard and look at what they were doing because it's like just in my muscle memory. Okay. If so, they would have both been around at the same time, it would have been F and P, but it's too late now. So when you click the the P calc icon, it shows you like a calculator as a drop down from the yeah. menu bar. Yeah. And then you can hit the numbers on the keyboard and the input goes directly into the menu bar thing. Yeah. Okay. This is actually a really good feature and I love it. It's like, okay. 
it's it's very good because okay. I do a lot of calculations, but never enough that I would want to have a calculator open all the time, right? Like there would just always be a calculator app open. No, I like having it in the in the widget. I just press a key command, just keep typing, and I okay. get the calculation that I need. Okay, I'll allow it. It's Peacock. And oh, thank James, you, Federico. So, yes. Uh, Dropbox. But the next, then okay, so this one. How mm-hmm. can you possibly keep that useless thing in the menu bar? It's not useless. Uh, what it's it shows you like a bunch of, I don't want to say ads, but it's like, what's the purpose of it to see like? I the, don't do know what you're seeing compared to what I'm seeing. I get a list of stuff I've uploaded and list of stuff that other people have uploaded. Is uh, okay. So for context, I feel like the context is necessary. All I do in in Dropbox is upload connected app stories on so three files a week yeah you see i'm dealing with a lot of people right? okay like, and a lot of stuff and it's really helpful for me to get all of that and i can also not that i ever do this you can search dropbox from there but i just open the finder but for me it's like i want to know if such and such person has uploaded the file that i want and you can just open the dropbox menu bar app and get that really easily rather than needing to navigate through the file structure to make sure it's there Especially okay. when you can't always be sure where that person's going to upload it. I should also and say that I don't have the Dropbox. Um, <laughs> like I, I don't sync Dropbox on my Mac. I just yeah, use you the just website. upload for the web, don't you? Yeah, <laughs> but that makes yeah. sense. If you're doing so little with it, I wouldn't install it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like if I was using Dropbox, how you use Dropbox, then I, I also wouldn't do it. Okay. Okay. Right? Um, Cleanshot X. Oh, John likes this one. Too. Oh, I love this. Oh, my God, I love this app. Oh, it's so good. It is so much better than Apple's tools for capturing screenshots. It's unreal. Like, the my favorite thing about it, uh, if I take a screenshot, I can just hover over it and I get actions, like copy. And if I copy it, it just disappears and I don't have to deal with a file. Or I can click a little button and open it and edit it right there. Or you, it's just, it's so much better. It's so much better than Apple's built-in tools. Like it's unreal. It's so good. I love this application. It's one of my favorite apps that I've found since coming back to the Mac. Uh, Timery, yeah, buddy. Timery. I don't know if this is out yet. I don't think it is, or if it's not, it will be out soon. But the time Timery, uh, there's now a menu bar uh, thing, so I can see my running timer, and I can, you know, basically hit it and hit a bunch of things, and it will take me to the app. Uh, my understanding is Catalyst and Menu Bar do not work well together. So, like, it can't operate independently. It's almost like widgets uh, on the on, on iOS. Like, I can tap it, like, I can click it, and it will say, like, I can press stop. But if I press stop, it opens the timery app and then stops the timer, right? So, like, it can't just do it from the menu bar. But the main thing for me is seeing that a timer's running and being able to click it, and it will tell me what timer's running. So... I, I love it for that. It's great. Then I have Bartender, right? And then everything after this point is in the Bartender view. Ah, okay. So you do have Bartender. Okay. Yeah, those three dots, that's Bartender. So these are the non-essential. Yeah, this is the ones. all the other stuff. It's okay. either stuff that I want to get sometimes or stuff that I just cannot seem to get rid of. So it's in Bartender. Uh, Spotlight. I use Alfred, but there is a... An occasion when I might want Spotlight, so I just put it there. Okay. Uh, Wi-Fi goes there. Sure. Because who needs it that much? Uh, Then Alfred goes there. I just have it in case I want to get to the preferences or whatever. It's just there. 
Uh, creative Cloud, because I can't get rid of Creative Cloud. And no, no matter what I do, Creative Cloud comes back. So that's where Creative Cloud goes. But you can hide it in Bartender, though. Yeah, Bartender hasn't always hidden. Oh, really? I, I don't know why I haven't done that. I yeah, do that's that. what I use. We're going to talk about that later. Okay. Uh, Rocket, the emoji app. So this is the app where you hit colon, and it basically gives you Slack and Discord-like emoji functionality everywhere on macOS. Yep. Mm. Uh, text Expander for my snippets. Uh, Backblaze for my backblazes. Sure. This is then the Wacom utility <laughs> for my Wacom tablet. You have and a Wacom then, tablet? Uh, yeah. You've listened to Cortex long enough. You know it, we, that I use a Wacom tablet. I feel I like you used to and then you right stopped. Now. No, I use it for editing. Ah, uh, yes, yes, because you yeah. can no longer use a mouse. Yeah. Well, no, okay. I use a mouse. Oh, you also use a mouse? On my desk right now, How I have many a Wacom tablet. Do you have? I have a Wacom tablet, a Magic Trackpad, and a Logitech mouse. I mix between them. That's that's the key. Is that like, um, why? Why is that necessary to have three different things that do the same thing? Well, okay, so at first it was it helped with RSI stuff because I was able to mix around. But now it's just a case of I like them all for different things. So trackpad I will use for scrolling. Um, this could be in any app or I'll just use it for input or whatever. But it's really good when I'm editing to scroll left and right, zoom in and out. The trackpad is for precision where I'm editing. It's it's vastly superior. And then I just have the, a mouse for whatever you'd use a mouse for. And sometimes I'll just... Most of the time, I actually do use the mouse now, except when I'm recording so you don't hear the clicks. So, like, if I'm just using my Mac, I will mostly use my MX Master 3 mouse. But I don't do it when I'm recording because otherwise you'll be hearing all the time and nobody wants that. So then I use my trackpad. My beautiful yellow trackpad as I'm talking to you right now. Uh, and then the last one's Todoist. I'm not talking about it. That's my menu bar. That's my menu bar. You do not need the Todoist icon. Yeah, I don't know why it's there. I just enabled it as a turn off. You're right. I can probably get rid of that. Well, it's there because you wanted to mention it. So let's talk about how you're using Todoist again. Well, I have Todoist installed on this Mac. That's as much as I'm willing to say at this point. That doesn't tell the full story, though, does it? I just forgot to uninstall it from the last time I was using it. Mm, which was today, <laughs> as you were working. So that's my menu bar. What are you using? Show us your iPhone home screen, son. No, I'm not going to do that because that's another that's for another time. Honestly, like there's a couple questionable choices, but yeah. I feel like once again I want to say I'm the wrong mm -hmm. person for this topic. Um I don't I don't know why I'm talking. So, um if you work a lot like Mike does and deals with a lot of people, this makes sense. You know, the time Calendars. zones. Uh, the timers, and you use a computer not three times a week, uh, that's uh, okay. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, obviously there are things that could be questioned. I still think like maybe some apps you could use as the regular version. Like if it were up to me, I would get rid of all, like from the Dropbox icon through the fantastical one, like I would get rid of all those. You know I but I understand that, like I get that, right? Like it's just it's a different way of thinking, and I can see why most people you just want that app, right? Like why would you do with the menu bar instead? Like I I actually do get your your query. It's just not how I work. But I'm not like when you say it, I'm not like oh that's stupid. Why would you want to work that way? 
So on the Mac, you cannot do the... Um, like when you open a menu bar app, it cannot be dragged around and become like a like a window, like a like you know how some on, can oh some can Fantastical can because again like that's that used to be the only way to use Fantastical, so like you can drag it out and then when you click it again, it will open where it last was, but I like them to be connected. But it's not like on the iPad where like you, when you drag the icon, you can choose slide over and split view, right? Because you, you split view on the Mac, it's not like on iPad. No, because they don't actually act like real apps. Like if you drag it out. Man, oh, I'm actually, really no. You know what? I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, I kind of can do that in a weird, very weird way with Fantastical. Uh, so ignore that part. Yeah, it does. It gets the little stoplight icons and you can put it into a split and all that kind of stuff. But not every app supports not, not this. Not that I've seen, anyway. Okay, okay. That's my menu bar. On my iMac, I do have a few different things. Like, I don't know why, but the keyboard preferences thing <laughs> I have there. Uh, but mostly, this is the the way it looks. So this is Steven's menu bar. It's good, right? There's a lot of stuff I don't understand here, so... Uh, at least Mike's menu bar has a bunch of like popular icons. This one just feels like it's got a bunch of little. Stephen's a Mac hipster, right? So there's like a bunch of stuff that's like, oh, yeah, it's like, oh, these apps you never heard of before. You didn't get this this uh, app's first album or something like that. Do you want to <laughs> talk us through what you got going on? Yeah, I do. So let's uh, let's start with what is hidden behind Bartender. Okay. Okay. I have Elgato Control Center because I have three Elgato lights, one on this desk and two on the other, and I can change the brightness and the color temperature from the menu bar. I do that because the Stream Deck, even though they're all made by the same company, the Stream Deck seems to forget that there's lights on the network sometimes, and so I have that as a backup, so it's hidden behind Alfred. When are you ever using those lights with your Mac? Uh, well, the one... At the Mac, I use when I'm on Zoom calls. Like yesterday, we were on a Zoom call. I had it on. You put those on when we were on Zoom calls? I want to look good, son. Just one. I just have one over here. The two at the other desk I use for streaming, and I have a stream deck over there as well, and I just have the control of them on both because, like, right now I'm doing mm -hmm. a lot of photography over there for the calendar. The PC is not up and running, and so I can just hit uh, the, those two buttons on the stream deck or in the Elgato Control Center, and have mm -hmm. control of them that way. Uh, up next is Keyboard Maestro, an excellent, excellent automation tool on the Mac, which if you have not spent time with, you really need to. It's so confusing, though. You got to get the hang of it. Do, yeah, you really do. It's so confusing. Why, why in the menu bar? Because it runs as a menu bar application, so you can, so it can listen to... Um, but why do you need it to be keyboard there? commands? Why don't you hide it? Because if it's not in the, it, it has to be in the. Well, you can't oh, hide it, it in, to, like, in, yeah. in bartender. You can hide it. Mm, no, but it does let me get to the palettes and like uh, mm. able to edit okay. things. So it's there. I mean, it's behind the little dot dot yeah, dot. But still, you hide spotlight. So. You could put spotlight behind the dot dot dot. I don't do need, need Spotlight. I have Alfred running <laughs> without any menu bar icons, by the way. I don't need a stupid felt, felt. hat up there. Why do you think that hat's made of felt? Whatever it is. Why would you assume that it was made of felt? That's a really strange... It, it's, it's a bowler kind of felty, you know? This is one of those things where you don't know if I just said something that isn't true, I think. 
That is called a bowler hat. Maybe. No, it is. I have no idea what we're talking about. The hat, Alfred's icon. It has a little hat. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bowler hat. Yeah, it's a hat. Yeah. B-O-W-L-E-R, bowler oh, That's hat. not a word I'm familiar with. Up next is Mac Media Key Forwarder. Oh, what's that? What is that? Wait, what? <laughs> oh my God, it's a GitHub page. Oh no. Mac Media Key Forwarder? Well, and the guy stopped working on it because he switched to Linux, which is not good. That sounds like a great thing to continue keeping permanently available. Yeah, no, I, I since I've taken the screenshot, I have built keyboard maestros. Okay. Uh, keyboard maestro macros to take care of this. So in some version of Mac OS... Uh, recently, in the last three or four years, they changed the media transport keys. So F7, F8, and F9 on my keyboard are back a track, play, pause, and forward a track. And it would work for any media. So if you had a YouTube video and you hit F8, it would play or pause the YouTube video and not control the music app. Mm-hmm. I in no way want that to be the way that my computer works. I want these buttons to be hot glued to the face of the music app. Like, I don't want them to control mm-hmm. anything else. And so... Having uh, this Mac Media Key Forwarder app lets you basically hardwire those buttons to iTunes and then later music. But you can also do it in Keyboard Maestro. I'm, I'm fiddling around with the best way to do that. Mac Media Key Forwarder could do it. You can also use Bearded Spice, which is another app that does this. I would like to give some real-time follow-up from James Thompson, creator of the popular menu bar at Peacock. The bowler hat is a hard felt hat with a rounded crown. Told so you, son. Something, something, no, something had squeezed into your brain somewhere, and you were like 70% sure it was called a felt hat. So you said that, but it's made of felt. So you were right, and I was right. Adobe Creative Cloud. Again, because you can't get rid of it. Because you can't get rid of it. <laughs> it's impossible. It's like a zombie. Up next is Better Snap Tool. So you're probably familiar with Better Touch Tool, which lets you do wild things to your touch bar. And I have that on my MacBook Pro. This menu bar is from my desktop. Better Snap Tool is something is kind of like Moom, where there's there's many versions of this that basically lets you like drag a window to the side of the screen and it take up half the screen. The way Mac OS does split screen apps is bad, and this is much better. And I really love what I've seen in Windows 11 so far with their window management. <laughs> it seems really cool. Uh, but with Better Snap Tool, you can set up, hey, if I drag this to the left, it takes up half the screen. You can set the margins and other things. Do you do this? Yes, especially when doing show notes. So I'll have one Safari window on the left with Google Docs and all my research or other materials in the other Safari window on the right. I use it all the time. There's a good uh, device that you might like. It's called an iPad. Yeah, but then I got to use the iPad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that. iPads are really good for this. Like you take a display, you split it in half. You put one app on one side, one app on another side. It's awesome. Yeah, but then I got to look at that version of Safari. I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm realizing now in having this segment of the show just how many more things at once you guys do because you're Mac users. I think that the thing is, and this is not a burn. Oh, no. Burn him. Burn him. Burn him. No, it's just can do (laughs) and and this is one of the things that brought me back to the mac it's not that i do do them it's that when i want to i can do them and that's become valuable for me in certain circumstances sure sure no i mean i but i still use my ipad for many hours a day every day and i love it no it's just it's it's weird because like i remember working like this 10 years ago right and I don't know, it just makes me feel um, a bit like uh, the odd one out. That's all. 
it took me a while to get back into it, but now I'm like very into this like many windows open kind of lifestyle, even though I think it's horrifically ugly. But I'm surprised you use better snap tool, especially because you have such a freaking massive monitor. Yeah, I mean, I've used it for a long time. It still meets my needs. There are lots of others. There's Moom. There's Magnet. There is... One of them has, like, a window in the name of it. There's a, there's a bunch of utilities that do this. Better Snap Tool kind of fits the way that I work, so... It uh, it served me well for a long time. Mm. Uh, up next, I have the Stream Deck app, which is garbage on macOS. Mike, do you have the thing... Do you have the thing where it just opens itself sometimes? I don't use a Stream Deck. Oh, I, oh yeah, you have some like hand wired mini keyboard on my PC. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got a Stream Deck on both my my desktops, so mm. it's there. Can you get it? Can you? Does it have to be in the mini bar? I don't know. You're the one who uses it. Check for update. again. Bartender. Yes. No, and no, it bartender. is. Look at the screenshot. Everything to the left. No, no, like permanently hidden. Why is it there? I, mean, I still need it sometimes. Okay, well then keep it. I got there. 32 inches of space, man. Just be glad I'm using Bartender. <laughs> I don't care if you use Bartender. Seems like you care. Turn it off if you want. Uh, up next is one password we've spoken about. Uh, you mentioned Rocket, which I cannot recommend enough. That's next. The next one after this is Quitter by Marco Arment. I don't think he even works on it anymore, but it lets you hide or quit applications after a set amount of time. And so I have this, I can just tell you what I have set up in here. So I have a bunch of apps hide after three minutes of inactivity, including one password, calendar, parcel, mail, good links, and then and reader and Slack. And so these apps basically just hide. They don't quit, but they hide if I haven't used them in a number of minutes. And I really like that. Yeah, I don't understand I, that. I okay. really like things kind of just going away. I don't want to quit mm -hmm. them. I think his idea was, yeah, I could just tell the Twitter app to quit every five minutes. Uh, I don't mind that. Twitter's on a separate space for me, so it's not where mm -hmm. I'm working. But mm -hmm. uh, I like the hide after a set amount of time. I tried recreating this in Keyboard Maestro, and if someone in the audience knows how to do that, let me know. I fiddled with it for a long time, and basically I couldn't get Keyboard Maestro to like count inactive time correctly so if someone knows how to do that let me know up next is uh where my screen should i go up next is downlink this is a free mac app that pulls satellite imagery from uh the goes satellites and so these are weather satellites and you can set where you want to see so it has like Full hemispheres, continental U.S., which is one that I see. So Memphis is kind of like pretty close to the center of the screen, which is nice. Atlantic, Pacific, U.S. West Coast, South America, Northern South America, lots of different areas of the globe. And then it refreshes the background image either every 20 minutes or every hour. So I like that it changes. And I like, I just, I love seeing, like when I'm on my desktop, like seeing all of these cloud formations and stuff over the globe is, is pretty cool looking. Hmm. So is this for the weather for your city or not? No, it is showing like pure satellite imagery. So yes, I guess I could see, oh, it looks like clouds in Arkansas, but I mean, I'll send you a picture of my desktop right now. I mean, it's pretty zoomed out for like a weather application, I guess. So anyways, that is uploading. That's a 49 megabyte screenshot. <laughs> 
<laughs> Way to go, Mac OS. Okay. Uh, after that, I've got Text Expander and Hazel side by side. I really don't do as much with Hazel as I used to. In fact, I could probably live without it, but I have a couple of things that it does, uh, so I keep it around. Yeah, I have it do like one thing, which is like just to empty out my audio hijack folder every yep. three months. Uh, I've got that, and I have it uh, copy screenshots into a Dropbox folder. So I have like a Dropbox folder full of every screenshot I've made in the last like year, which is surprisingly useful sometimes. <laughs> you need to find something. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Backblaze, because that's how I back up my machine online. And all of that stuff is hidden by Bartender. So I click the little three dots, then they, they show up. And if not, my menu bar is pretty tidy. Very nice. Let's, uh, let's take a break, and we'll finish this up. Yep. This episode of Connected is made possible by ExpressVPN. You can browse and an incognito window, but that's not as private as you may think. Your activity could still be visible to your employer, school, or ISP. If you really want to stop people from seeing the sites you visit, you need to use ExpressVPN. Think about all the times you use Wi-Fi at a coffee shop or hotel. Without ExpressVPN, every site you visit could be logged by the admin of that network. And that's still true, even when you're using incognito mode. What's more, your ISP, your internet service provider, can also see and record your browsing data. And in the U.S. at least, they're legally allowed to sell that data to advertisers. ExpressVPN is an app that encrypts all your network data and reroutes it in through a network of secure servers so that your privacy online, uh, your activity online, it stays private. It stays yours. ExpressVPN works on all your devices and is super easy to use. The app literally has one button that says connect. Just tap it and your browsing activity is secure from prying eyes. I use ExpressVPN for years, times that I feel like I need this additional security. It's so easy to use. It's so fast. A lot of VPNs really slow down your traffic, and that is not the case with ExpressVPN. So protect your online privacy today. Go to expressvpn.com connected. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com connected for three extra months free. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of the show. And Relay FM. So the icons that I have visible are, I think, really pretty minimal. I've got carrot weather. I can just click on that, see the weather, or I can see it just in, in the menu bar. Is the carrot weather Mac app, it's still the old design, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. I wish that that would get an update, but I would imagine it's out of all of his platforms, not the most important one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Dropbox sure. is next to that. I keep Dropbox visible because that is how I work with everyone I work with in terms of moving files around. And it is very useful just at a glance, see if something is syncing or to see if something got added maybe when I was away. So I'm in that Dropbox mini bar app all the time. Mm -hmm. And then time machine, like to know my backup status is. Then I have media playback. This is part of my trying to move away from the Mac keyboard forder thing. I thought, well, maybe if she's up here, but that doesn't really do it either for me, so that's not going to stick around. I kept that for a while and ended up removing it. I, it. I don't really like having that in the menu bar as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably short-lived. Uh, and then system volume, for the same reason you do. I gave you a hard time, but my reason's the same as yours. I could very quickly select the right output. Mm -hmm. Fast user switching. 
this, I don't really know why this is here. I'm the only user of my computer. This was the main thing I was going to ask. Like, you just like to see your name up in the corner there? I kind of like having my name up there. It's like, hi, Steven. Hey, buddy. Like that. Is this what you Click on about? it. It's my little cartoon guy. And then control center and notification center, which is for some reason, as we've discussed, behind the calendar. You may have mentioned this already, but like I got, I just was like, saw the little satellite thing. I know that's downlink, but why is that in the menu bar? Like, what does it do for the menu bar? Uh, that is how it runs. So it is just a menu bar app. Oh, it has to be yeah. open. All right, fine, 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 fine. Because I knew it did the the wallpaper thing, but I didn't know that it had to be open for that. Yeah, because it downloads new images. I have it do it every twenty minutes, and so it's got to be running. So it's it's like a menu bar app that makes new wallpapers for you very nice all right settle in for the next two hours because federico needs to talk through with you uh, all the things he has in his menu bar <laughs> yes this is a very busy menu bar that i have right here so uh okay so i should say about this menu bar there's one icon i forgot to hide and there's another oh damn son and there's another one there's another one that i cannot get rid of so starting from the right time and calendar Control center, and then immediately bartender. There can't be many people in the world that have bartender and have so few things visible before bartender. I just don't want to see anything if I don't need it. No, 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 I get it. Like I, This is no criticism of you, but you must just be in a very small club of people that want or need bartender, know it exists, and then enable it in the way that you have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, it, it feels like it. It feels like it is a Mac Power Users app, of which you are one, even though you don't use it, but you still use the Mac and you know a lot about the Mac, right? So you have this application, but then you also don't want anything else. I just find, I find that kind of interesting. Yeah. So the reason I keep it is because there's a few extra icons that I feel like I want to have them there if for quicker access but i don't want to see them at all times so about this menu bar i should say spotlight i forgot to hide i never use it so this has already gone in the uh, hidden section of bartender do you use any kind of quick search thing to, instead of spotlight what's quick search you know, like, do you use Alfred or Quicksilver? Yeah, okay, cool. I use Alfred. Cool. I use. I yeah. don't use Spotlight. Cool. Yeah, I use Alfred. The Plex icon. So I uninstalled Plex, right? Because I plan on using Plex on the um, NUC that I, that, I, that I bought. But I tried everything. So I have, um, what's it called? Hazel. Uh, that, you know, when you uninstall apps, it does the cleanup for you. Yeah. Where it gets rid of the app files. So I deleted everything like all the the two plex apps that i had so plex and plex amp and plex media server i deleted those from the applications folder and i deleted the related application files then i force quit all of the processes that i could find in activity monitor <laughs> um, i rebooted my mac mini that icon does not go away when you click is it, is that the one on the very far left? Is that Plex? No, that's the that's the. Oh, it's the little chevron. It's the little chevron there. The little chevron. Oh, okay. You click it and it does nothing. Like if I click it, it does nothing. In bartender's settings, I don't see this icon. So this is a ghost icon that's just hanging there, and I don't. If you press command and click and drag it. It should disappear. Does it come back? Not if it's running, it won't. 
no, this is, wait, no, this is not Plex. It's not Plex. No, this is a bartender option. Oh. Oh, no. I don't want to have this here. <laughs> yeah, you can turn that off. So if you hold command. This whole time he's been going mad, uh, you know. I wasted like five minutes. It's called hidden item divider, and you can uncheck it, and it goes away. Oh, no. See, why, where? Where? And the bartender general preferences. That is incredible. See, if we wouldn't have done this segment, you wouldn't have gotten the answer. You live with it forever. Yeah, you see. I thought it was now Plex. you're like now you're happy we did the menu bar segment. Uh, where is this? This setting? Men, uh, preferences and bartender. It's under general. Yeah. Show hidden item divide. Oh my god! Thank you. Yep. Ah, uh, so now it's much nicer. Okay, so I am. Oh, okay. Hold on. Now you're the most happy we did this segment. Do you remember App Zapper? Yes. Yes. Do you remember that app? I just thought of that when you were talking about uninstalling. You just, like drag an app on it, it'd be like, pew, and it would be gone. With a little zap zap, yeah. That was such a great app. So this is my new menu bar, okay? So after bartender, there's Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, volume, and time machine, okay? Backblaze. Both of these icons are... Uh, activated, or like they're shown in the main menu bar when there's like a change to the icon, like when you're performing a backup or things like that. Uh, then I have, okay, then I have, okay, so why do I have this Zoom icon? Because you're on a call. Uh, I don't need this. Don't quit Zoom, please. <laughs> we are revising the menu bar again, so we're hiding the Zoom icon, okay? So this is the final version of the menu bar, hold on. Are you taking a new screenshot then? I am taking the final. This is menu bar Tichi V3 underscore final. Um, <laughs> okay. So this is my final menu bar. Where is it? I'm uh, Mine is as it was when we did the challenge. You can't. Well, I needed some help. Yeah. To get it to a place where. Okay. So there's a time machine back place. And the last one is ExpressVPN. Sponsor of the show. But I do actually use it for one very specific um problem which is the website where i purchase my uh, lossless albums it it's not available in italy therefore i have to use a vpn to buy that music yep i have these problems all the time where it's like john sends an article and it's from like the chicago tribune and it's like no you can't read that it's like okay oh but that shortcut looks like the system vpn oh yeah no it's a the, it, it is network preferences i guess because I think you can start it from either yeah, place. Yeah, but it says connect ExpressVPN. Yeah, yeah. So that's you all can, I've been using it. Yeah, you can set up either way. I kind of like the system VPN icon, and it's been the same for a really long time. I mean, it's kind of fun. I don't know what it is. It looks like a laser beam. It looks like the top of a truck. Like if you're looking Both at a truck things. from above. Yeah, yeah, no, I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, like that. Like the panic truck scene from above. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, that's it. Menu bars. Do you have anything you would like to say about menu bars anymore, Federico? Uh, no, not really. Because you had a lot of opinions about menu bars earlier. You good? Uh, now? Did I have opinions? You did. Maybe you got them all out. Mostly, I had questions. Questions are not opinions. Yeah, I suppose they're just the the start of it, the the potential beginning of an opinion. Oh, I like that. Okay, that feels like something you could put on like a poster. <laughs> she got a tattoo for that. 
That would be a big tattoo because you said a lot of things. Yeah. You said questions are not opinions. They are just the potential beginning of an opinion. Yes. That is a huge I know, tattoo. I know. Could be a t-shirt. Well, Sylvia has a full poem on her ribcage, so I think it's doable. Is that what you want? So, so she has a poem that I'm sure means something to her, <laughs> and you want questions are not opinions. The, they are just the potential beginning of an opinion. <laughs> yeah, but if you get it in like in English, it looks more fancy in Italian. So all my friends would be like, "Oh, is that the text from a song?" So I would have to get it in Italian. Yeah, it's a it's an early Death Cab album. <laughs> you haven't heard of it. <laughs> Pretty much how it works with tattoos. You get them in a different language, they look so much fancier than they actually are. That's why everyone does like Chinese script for peace on the back of their neck. And it really yeah. says, you know, corn dogs. <laughs> sure. I'm sure it says that. This has been great. Yes. Thank you, Mike. This was a very good idea. Great idea, Mike. I'm going to check out the uh, Clocks app you mentioned because that's a good one. It looks way better than the dumb widget. In macOS, that I will put a link in the show notes because you will not find this in the App Store if you try searching for okay. it. Okay, I tell you that right now. It's, it is impossible. Just a, a name of the clock, like you're never gonna know if you get the right one. So, a link do they the have notes. a iOS app too? I think so, but it sucks. If that's if I'm remembering correctly, or I could be thinking of a different one. It's called the Clock Mobile and the Clock HD on iPad. That's the name. They go with HD. Oh man, I love them more already. <laughs> you know, that's like such an old school thing. Maybe this might not be the one that sucks. I don't remember. I've used so many of these over time that like I don't remember anymore which are the good ones and which are the bad ones. I, I wasn't serious, by the way. I was. I totally made it up. Well, they do. They have something called the Clock Four. It's on iOS, and they, but it's 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 universal on iOS. Man, I'm just launching it now. Their preferences pane is a real situation on the back. Yeah, it takes a while as well to get it set up visually to look the way you want. Like, at first, they want you to do way too much. So it takes a while to dial it in, but it is good once you get it there. I'm going to check this out because I have been, uh, yeah. been not really looking, but kind of looking for something that would do this. So anything else when we talk about menu bar stuff? I don't think anything so. Anything else? Hmm. I have realized now I'm sitting out here on my iMac because this is in my MacBook Pro that I have so many different things on the iMac. <laughs> there's like, I've, I've clicked the bartender thing and there's like four things that I wasn't expecting it to be. So there you go. Well, that's the thing too. Like if I set the clock up, then I got to do it on the laptop, right? Like, <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you for hanging out with us today. This has been, well, it's been a lot of fun in the summer. Stop doing that. If you... Every show has its individual things. If you want to create a game called The Billies on Upgrade, right? This is the way you're going. It's time for some uh, Ask ATP. If you want to find links to the stuff and the apps we spoke about, head on over to our website, relay.fm slash connected slash 355. While you're on the Relay website, check out Roboism. It's hosted by our friends Kathy and Alex. They explore how things like AI, machine learning, and digital assistance affect our culture. You can explore the humanity behind the bots that are quickly becoming a part of our everyday life. That's relay.fm slash roboism, or search for roboism wherever you get your podcast. If you want to find us online, you can do so. We're easy to track down. You can find Mike on Twitter as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike, what is something else that you do? Um, I sell paper products, notebooks and journals. Go to cortexmerch.com. Check out Theme System Journal, sell notebook, whatever you want. 
You can find Federico on Twitter at Vitici, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he's the editor-in-chief, MacStories.net. Do you have any other editors? John. Is John, what is John's title? Uh, John is senior editor. Because he's old. <laughs> Actually, no, I should have said managing editor. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I, I guess the plan is you know, eventually we, we would like to have more writers. We've just been busy doing other things, but it's definitely in our plans to get some help, basically. So, uh, senior editor. Well, you should call in the one true editor. Also, that that's a very good title. That's a very that should good be title. his official job title. But yeah, you could make him get business cards that say that the one true editor. Oh my god, one true editor. Make him have it on his uh, email outgoing email signature. Yep, his Twitter bio. This is the best troll <laughs> possible. We can make the things we can make him do. I don't think Federico wants to make a joke of his company, but we'll just keep pushing him mm, on it. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Federico, how's the review going? Um, it's going now. Uh, I've started writing the iPadOS chapter this week. So um, it's going well. It's going, um, you know, lightweight style. Uh, no more philosophical, uh, you know, digressions throughout the story. It's going well. I'm really happy with it. And uh, the iPadOS chapter is probably the biggest one of the review. And the fact that I'm moving from section to section pretty quickly is a good sign. How many words you at so far? Uh, you know, I don't know that, but I can check. Uh, I want to say, mm, you know, no, I don't want to say anything. Let's see. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to guess. Just give me the answer. You know? I can give you an answer if you just give me one second. Uh, what's it called in my git? Oh, there he is. Okay, review. Let's see. I'm just going to select. Oh, this is going to take a while. Oh, no, this is way too slow. All right, you carry on. And maybe we'll put this in Connected Pro. Go to connectedpro.co <laughs> if you want to find out how many words Federico's written so far. <laughs> Thank you for everybody that supports the show. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH. I write at 5 And please, if you haven't checked out my Kickstarter, I would greatly, greatly appreciate you pledging and backing it having a cool wall calendar in your house. What was the domain that we bought for you? Was it applehardwarecalendar.com? You bought it. Yeah. Apple Hardware. Yeah, applehardwarecalendar.com. That's where you can go and uh, get the Kickstarter. Back to Kickstarter. That, uh, <laughs> my network didn't let me visit applehardwarecalendar.com. <laughs> what? Oh, it's HTTPS thing, and Eero didn't like it. Yeah, there you go. Parent controls. It's a hot calendar. <laughs> it is. There are some hot calendars on Kickstarter. I keep getting them on my Kickstarter homepage because I backed yours. Yep. So that's a, that's something you've you've given to everybody. Mm-hmm. Thanks. For You're that. welcome. Uh, I'm going to be off next week. I'm going to miss you all. Oh yeah, a bunch. I look forward to listening. We're going to talk about Pokemon and uh, Lossless Audio. Perfect. Probably. Awesome. Okay. There's a strong chance that both of those things will come up because they always do. So, I know. Uh, so I will miss you all. I will miss you, dear audience. Uh, but until next time, say goodbye. Arrivederci. Cheerio. Bye, y'all.